The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What does an American look like? If you tell the story of America, whose story would it be? I'm Tracy Ellis Ross, and I want to share with you the America that I know. Inspired by the words of Langston Hughes, I Am America is a collection of untold stories that make up the complex and beautiful promise of our country. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Well, it's it's quite funny we're doing this after um, the occurrence that occurred this morning. Got in a real heated fight, people. Well, I do think we have... started swinging. No, I didn't. We haven't had a chance to resolve it, and I thought it would be the perfect time. We were going to record this tonight anyways about healthy relationships, so why not just work out our... There's issue. no resolution though. Like that's the whole point. That's why I walk like I went well, to work. I was like, this is stupid. Like we keep going in circles. Well, I do think we should just give it a try and hope maybe we can come to a place of peace or it's not that deep, but <laughs> I just think this is good for people to hear because I think it's normal that couples bicker and whatnot. Long story short, if I get you up to this morning, what happened was Max and I have had this agreement that I am working from home a lot. So I'm doing a lot of house chores. So if I put on a post-it note, the tasks for Max to do when he comes home at night, which isn't every single night, but some nights he comes home, there's a little post-it note with some bullet points. He does that. It has with- been very rare. You were right. That, that has been the same, but like super rare. The, the amount of times that we've actually done this since that original conversation yeah. is like two. He d- so he, And he does whatever I put on the note without question, which is great. We have this, I think part of a healthy relationship too is Max always says not to keep score. So for me not to be like, I did all these things and you haven't done anything or you need to do this because I did this. It's just, if I ask him to do something, he's not going to question it and he's going to do it because we have this trust of, we're not going to take advantage of each other. You want to give the backstory of why, how we got to that point though? <laughs> the, the reason get so off topic. The reason that I wanted the list is I felt like Vic would, you know, nag me a little bit of like this task, this task, this task. And then like, she's like this, this, this. And I, like, I would say, do-. I did this, I did that. And I was like, just give me a list. I'll do the list. And let's stop like asking me and reminding me like three times. I'll do the work. I got no problem. Like I'll, I'll do it if, if, if you tell me. Well, that. no. What was happening was I was giving you lists and you were like, oh my God, a list. Like you were rolling your eyes and then making fun of me to friends being yeah. like, Vic writes me these lists to which then I was extra irritated because I was like, the least you could do is just do what's on the list. So that was mature of you. You said, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't be giving you shit about the list. If you give me the list, I'll respect the list. Yep. Okay, so now we're at this morning. I'm glad we're kind of doing this. Maybe this is good for us. I wrote on a list last night, I think four things. And one of the things was take the boxes down to the recycling. There were five things, which is important just from a percentage thing. (laughs) I got home at 8.30 after Vic knew I had a long day. I came home. I did not realize I was coming home to a list, but I came home to a list. First two items were dishes and something else. Keep in mind, fun fact about that you you Vic fans, Vic hates doing dishes. Okay. Vic does not do dishes. Okay, that is so false. And I okay, Vic, have been bursting It is at an the absolute grind do you for know, Vic to do dishes. I have done the dishes. You, you said you don't want to keep score. I have done the dishes so many times. I unloaded the dishwasher so that you wouldn't have to do that. You just put the dishes in. I have okay, done- Okay, well, well, that's it right there. Folks, that is it right there. Because everyone wants to be the dish unloader. <laughs> no one wants to be the dish loader. Wait. And so- that is exhibit A of Vic will put the dishes away. First of all, it takes you like 15 minutes. Just buckle down and do it in three minutes. It takes you like 15 <laughs> minutes to do it. And that's what psychs herself out. She like makes this as a whole task in her head. Like, Babe, I got to do the dishes. The only reason that I said that I unloaded the dishes is because now you're bringing to the podcast the fact that I said do the dishes. Everyone in their freaking, everyone's going to be like, they're going to make assumptions. So because we're on the podcast, I feel like I have to tell them I have done the dishes so many times recently. So many times. That last night I had... V- 
see, this is this is not healthy. I don't want to get into listing all the things I did yesterday. I like that there's mystery. No, I'll, I'll list them for you because it's very that mystery. Vic does a great. You you coordinate way more than me. You coordinate if we have a repair, if someone needs to be open. That's true. If, if we have help, I had two you, of those. Today. You do way more of that. <laughs> Let's just get to the root of the issue. Don't give them the whole bullet point of what was on the list because then okay. I have to defend myself and give all the things that I did. The long story short is on the list. One of the bullet points was take the boxes to the recycling. I didn't give a deadline. I didn't give a due date, but usually it's like the night. It, yeah, it was like now. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a deadline. I don't give a deadline. Right now. Because Max knows. <laughs> you figure it out. You whip your ass in shape. You do your chores. I'm dying. So anyways. I'm like a little kid. He did all because I have to. You have to make it easy for men. It's ridiculous. Hey, you know I hate that. Because <laughs> that's one thing of like when I get grouped into like the. Oh, all the women around the kitchen being like, oh, men don't do anything. I am not in that bucket. You're right. You I do. am not no, in that bucket. No, he does a lot. I just kind of knew that would push your button and it was funny. Okay. Anyways, to the freaking story, Max did everything on the list last night except the boxes, to which I noticed the boxes when we're going to bed, but I'm thinking I'm not going to say anything. Also, one of the other things I told you was put the vacuum away because I vacuumed and the vacuum was still out and I'm going to bed and the vacuum was out oh. and the boxes were out. And I'm thinking, don't say anything, Vic. Tomorrow morning, he still has a chance to do it before he leaves for work. So we go to bed this morning. Max is finishing his morning. He stayed home an extra hour this morning to do some social media work. And then he was going to go off to the office. And he is, I can tell the body language. He's looking for his keys. He's got his jacket on. He's got a briefcase. I'm thinking, oh, he's not grabbing the boxes. (laughs) In no way in hell is this man grabbing the boxes. So then he's going to leave me with the boxes, which (laughs) would have me fuming. So I say to him, I say, babe, are you going to take the boxes down? He pauses, looks at me, and I go, it was on the list. I paused for a good three-tenths of a second. It was, you take the boxes down, it's on the list, like right then. So that's on me. I should have taken the boxes. I am in the wrong here. I should have taken the boxes down. I forgot. Keep in mind, this morning, I took the stuff to the shed, and I cleaned out the laundry room. So it wasn't like I totally forgot to do anything. I just forgot to do the boxes. That was on me. What I got annoyed with was the, Take the boxes down. I put it on the list. And because you've done that before of, will you do the dishes? I make dinner. Will you take down the trash? I clean the bathroom. Like always like hedging it. And I I, I don't like that. Because okay. like, if I did that, like I think you would, Babe, you would find that annoying. The reason that I said it was on the list, which I was trying to tell you this morning, was not to hedge you or put a knife in the wound. It was because genuinely the way that you looked at me it seems like you had no idea that was your task or that was something I asked you to do. So when I said it was on the list, that was me clarifying. Just so you know, I I have the field awareness that I wouldn't ask you to do a five-minute task while you're en route to the office. So I felt like if I just said, babe, we're going to take the boxes down, that you'd be like, wait, what? You're going to give me something to do when you see I'm clearly halfway out the door? So my it was on the list was the like, I don't know if you missed it. Like it was so genuine. I wasn't trying to like be sassy. And like, clearly I didn't miss it because I did tasks one through four. Like I, I just, I just forgot. I just forgot. And for me, I'm wrong here. I'm wrong. I should have taken the boxes down. I'm wrong here. I'm with that. But the he- the, the root of the argument was, and when we talked about this this morning, it's past things of how annoying I find it when it's the do X, Y task, X, Y, Z task. I did X, Y, Z. Or do a task, I did B. And, okay. and so that like triggered something in me where I was like, gosh, I, but, I hate that. Because I usually do follow through. But you expressed to me that it bothered you when I did what you called scorekeeping, which is I did this, you do that. So I've been really mindful of not. Even last night when I gave you the post-its, I didn't tell you anything about what I did that day. But this morning, what bothers me is I feel like you have this like history of me, sure, maybe like hedging you so that when I make a genuine remark of it was on the list, just to let you know, like I'm making a request that I gave you 24 hours notice of so that you wouldn't think I just threw it on you. So I feel like it's not fair to me because I'm like going by what I think is the book of like the adjustment that you told me to make in my communication. And then still you're frustrated that I said it was on the list. Yeah. My, and I told you this morning, my dream scenario there, it's, oh, Max, you take the boxes out. And at that point, if I like give you any pushback, then you can say, babe, I put it on the list. Not right away with like, to me, the nag. Okay. So, and then what I said to you was, I asked you the night before, totally nice, whatever it's done. Hey, you know, please take the boxes down. 
So the ask has been made. So now on day two, I'm not going to remake this same kind, sweet ask. Hey, will you take the boxes down? Because I, in my mind, I'm like, I told you. So now I'm at the reminder station. I'm at the, I'm at the. You're, you, but we're like, it feels like we're always at the reminder station. Because you don't do things right when I tell you to Get do them. You remind me in the shower today at 7 a.m. Because like, it, do, because do I like to just know things are done. Also, I feel like home is my space. This is where I work all day. This is where I do things. So when you have a late to the office day and you're here till like 10, 30, 11, you are in my space. And so I like, I like to wake up and know that the things on the task list are done and I don't want to have to climb over these boxes to the office. I, okay. I get that. I get that. Oh get my that. God. We're 10 minutes in with this. That. We need to move yeah. on. But no, the, the step moving forward is that was on me. I should have just taken out the boxes and I was irritable this morning. I could have been better. And I also like that you give me lists because it's way better than the like you throw out a request here and then five minutes a request here and then I I forget about it, whatever. Like I like the list. Give me a list. I'll do those items. And I I like that you did that. So I don't want to get mad at you now. So I think our our solution needs to be how would you like me to come to you when I feel like I've communicated the request and it's now been a day? How can I come to you in a way that's not going to irritate you? This is literally where he ended up this morning before my work. I don't want to overplan this and overthink this because I like the fact that you gave me the list. I've already told you I would prefer not the follow-up nag. Okay, so how am I? <laughs> You're calling it a follow-up nag? Yeah. I call it a reminder. <laughs> no, I literally told you how I want this to play out. It's obviously I forgot. It slipped my mind. I did the other, the other tasks this morning, clean out the laundry room, the whole deal. Obviously, I forgot. Right then, it's, oh, babe, can you take the boxes down? That is it. If I push back at all, then you remind me, babe, was on the okay. list. And you can jump my shit if you want. Okay. But don't do the pre-jump shit. <laughs> okay, fine. So the yeah. next time, if there's a reminder, I'll just say, I won't make a question. I think the question irritates you because this morning in the, when you were showering and I asked you the same question about something else that was still on the list for this morning, you were irritated. No, so I like the question. It's The question's fine. It's okay, the, so the comment afterwards of, well, I did this. Okay, so the next time my script, and because I literally get like skittish coming to make this reminder because I, I don't want to tell you to because I don't know how to freaking communicate it to you. So next time I'm just going to say this. If it's the same situation, I would say, I would say, baby, the boxes, please. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Rather than, babe, take down the boxes. I put it on the list. <laughs> Like, you know how annoying that is? Okay. We're literally going to have to like freaking go to commercial before we get into the episode. I'm going to get to our first break of the episode. I hope you stick around for when we come back and get into what? Get into us telling you how to have a healthy relationship. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Something you may not know about me is that I have incredibly flat feet. Because I have such flat feet, I always need arch support. My feet will get achy. I will feel pain if I am not wearing a supportive shoe. And that is why I love Vionic. All of their shoes have their innovative Viomotion technology, which is a patent podiatrist-designed footbed, and it's built into every style. I recently just got the Relax Slippers, which this is genius, okay? Because I'm always working from home. I'm always wearing a slipper and they never have support. And as a result, it's like I'm walking around on my feet all day and then my feet are achy at the end of the day. So anyways, I've got the Vionic Relax Slippers and let me tell you, my feet have felt so much better because all of their shoes have this incredible support and arch support built in. They have so many different kinds of slippers too in different colors, pink, black, tan, leopard. They're all fuzzy, not to mention they have every type of shoe. They've got heels, booties, cute sneakers. And there's no stress if you try Vionic because Vionic's 30-day risk-free trial means there's no reason not to buy. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days if you're not satisfied for any reason at all. That is amazing. Like you can literally buy it, try it, and if you are not happy for any reason, you get a full refund within 30 days. Head to www.vionicshoes.com and use code REALPOD in all caps at checkout for free shipping. We love free shipping. That's www.vionicshoes, V-I-O-N-I-C, shoes.com using code REALPOD at checkout for free shipping. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp, and I am so glad it is because I could not be 
a bigger advocate for therapy. I've seen the ways it has helped me. I've seen the ways it's helped the people I love. Max has actually gone to therapy, which green flag. And look, I know what it feels like to feel my best. When I'm at my best, I can do great things, but sometimes life can get me bogged down. And I think we all know that feeling when we're overwhelmed, we're not showing up in the way that we want to, and working with a therapist can help you get back to or get closer to that best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're just more prepared to take on anything that life throws at you. I remember the first time I tried BetterHelp, it was so easy. I did it from the comfort of my own home in my bed. No judgment zone. It's so easy because it's convenient, entirely online. It's flexible and it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That is key because you want to find someone you really connect with and you vibe with. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash realpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash realpod today to get 10% off your first month. Betterhelp, betterhelp.com slash realpod. All right. Now the episode, I'm honestly glad that we had that because it's, you know, this is real pod. And I think maybe that they probably think that was a healthy way to come to conclusion. Regardless, today's episode is going to be our tips for a healthy relationship. I wanted to take it to the next level. We're we're not going to sit here and shoot you the basics of respect each other, mutual love, like freaking obviously. Max and I sat down and we thought about some things that really do help us have a strong, healthy, meaningful relationship, full of love, but also full of respect, independence, goals, all those things. So that's what we're sharing today. You know, Max wanted to say it's not a one size fits all model. Yeah, just in the sense of I think these are these work well for us and they're front of mind for us, but it has to do with our personalities and our lifestyle and like the choices that we make. So I would say fine tune it however you see fit. For sure. So let's dive in. So the first thing that we want to share, which is vital to our relationship, is always keep it fun. I think you what? You intro this. We're gonna get real unique here, unique things. <laughs> always keep it fun. Okay. Yay. No, but <laughs> we need to share like what we mean. You guys, I promise there's good stuff in this episode. A holy mother of people leaving. Keep it fun, keep it light. We're always laughing. We're always having a good time. This is really important. You have to have fun with it. Should we just should we just cancel this one? No, what? no, no. It's good. No, I'm laughing just at you because it's it's so true. I feel like we have this thing where like when things get tense and things start heating up, where it's always like I start kind of laughing because I just like well, it's so hard for me to take you like just like a little grumpy Vic in the corner like that. That stuff's comedy. well. The perfect example of it is like when I'm kind of you know, gra- grabbing things. I'm well, going around the house. I'm Max will be like, oh my God, yeah, we need to hurry. We need to hurry. We need to hurry. And he like makes fun of the panic and like it makes me giggle and reminds me it's like not that serious. But I think a cute example of this is like we make even the mundane things enjoyable. One of the cutest things that Max told me recently that made me love him so much was that he said, "I the, we were at dinner and we were playing We're Not Really Strangers, which is a great fun question card game for couples. And the question was, what recent experience has made you feel closer to me? And Max gave this answer. The 10 minutes before bed. I have brought the humor to that. What we're talking about is the 10 minutes like after you watch a show or we have dinner or something like that. And Vic does her little speed racer thing where she gets in, into bed in like 60 seconds. I'm always in the bathroom brushing my teeth with you. That makes this whole 10 minutes. I only do the what I call the dart when I've you been, always do the dark. No, that's only when I've been when we've been up really late. It's like 1130 on a weeknight. And maybe I'm like under the influence of something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think that's that's a, that's a moment where I feel like we're always just like joking, just like, you know, keeping it lighthearted. We're not even like talking about I, anything. I, I feel like the takeaway here is the little moments you have with your partner can be special. You don't have to be going to a fancy dinner. You don't have to be at some event, like you can make the brushing your teeth and getting into bed a really lovey and sweet experience. You can be sharing more kisses in the morning. You can be hugging when you're watching TV. You can be holding hands. Like I think those 10 minutes for us, there's just a lot of affection and it's 
it is such a fun, special time for us. And it's like so accidental that that's like one of our favorite parts of the day is when we get ready for bed together. Yeah, it's literally the time in your day that you're not scheduling at all. Like it's literally just all the tasks, the brushing your teeth, the cleaning up, like the picking up a sweatshirt or something like that. Yeah. That is fun with you. So for what it's worth, I think just this first one to keep it fun, keep it light. And anytime you're with your person, just have them feel that like they know that you're in the room with them. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. The second one is never get aggressive. This is a big one for you. I feel like I would have, I'm not an aggressive guy by nature, so I don't think I would have fallen guilty of this. But you established really early on in the relationship that like that was no fly zone. Like the second we even thought about raising your voice, which is not not something we do, but that was just no, that's just not happening. Yeah, I could. I feel like I raised my voice like maybe like growing up with family or like siblings. But I feel like in a relationship, we never get above a five. Like even when we're angry, we're talking like very constructive. Because I think if you're yelling and you're screaming, we do not swear. Swearing is not a thing. Like, I don't, not that Max would ever say this, but I don't even let him jokingly call me a bitch. You've never called me a bitch. But like, I, we don't even talk like, I don't even say, well, I don't want to be a bitch about it. Or you never say like, that was bitchy. Like, we just, we don't even go into the category of like aggression in any way. Like, we never say, yeah. sometimes we do say, I think we say fuck sometimes, not like aggressive, but I'll be like, no, we don't even do that. Do we? If I'm like, like maybe like, you know, under my breath, like if it really got heated, but no, like we, I think we'll say sometimes like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like I, I love you. I'm trying to get like, I think we'll do it like that, but we're never name calling. We're never digging at each other's self-esteem insecurities and we're never yelling. And I just think everyone's in control of that. And it just has to be a, a non-starter. I think the root of that is it doesn't accomplish anything. If you're yelling and you bring emotion into it, it literally hurts your case in terms of finding a solution, in terms of getting your point across. Like if you yell at your partner, they're naturally just going to be defensive, right? They're naturally just going to put up the fist and then try to you know, combat whatever you're saying versus... Your point comes, even if you are right, your point comes across so much stronger if you are level-headed, which I think if someone filmed our arguments, they would almost laugh because we are so constructive. It feels like we're in like debate class, mm-hmm. which maybe you got a flavor of that in the first segment, but like it's just, there's there's no reason, like straight up. I agree. And if someone's listening to this thinking, oh no, that's not me. Like my star sign is like, I yell, like I, I just think there's like growth to be done there. Like personally, it might not be easy for everyone. It might be really hard at first, but noticing when you get like overstimulated and like take a deep breath and take some time to calm down. I used to be like, every problem needs to be solved this very second. And I don't think I'm that way anymore. If we're if we're talking and it's heated and sometimes I can sense myself, like I get really emotional and I'm so emotionally into the argument or my opinion or my side of it that like, I know I can't even see your side or I can't even like I've had a stressful day. Like I even think the fact that we had that argument this morning, we were not in a space where we would have come to a conclusion that we did this morning because I was late for my meeting. You're pissed off that you're headed out the door. Like we're not understanding each other. We did bring it to like, okay, like I love you. You kiss me goodbye. We figure it out later, which I think is important. You never know what could happen in the day. I don't want you leaving without a kiss and a hug. But then I think when we came back, we were able to have that talk on the pod and like come to a conclusion because we gave it space. So if you're also someone who gets really angry, like give yourself space, your partner space. That's something I feel like you've done the past few years. That that wasn't always the case. I feel like early on, you always wanted to have a conclusion right there on the spot right now. I don't know what changed, but I feel like when we do have tiffs, the like separate, come back to it. I think what changed is I realized that I'm better when I have space away from anything in life. The same way, like in business, it's always like sleep on this decision. Don't say yes till tomorrow. Yeah. Like let the contract sit. Like I've had to learn because I'm a quick actor. So like I act fast. So yeah, just never get aggressive. It's it's so important and it really creates a safe space because you're never worried about the other person's emotions being irregular. The third is getting on the same page. I think the key word is getting because you have to communicate to be on the same page, right? Totally. Totally. And I think that comes in all sorts of fashions. It's the goals that you have that you want to accomplish in life and 
Vegas has been front of mind with us, you know, during the holidays and as we got married this year of like the family that you come from is different than the family that I've come from and like what you viewed as right and the right way to do things. Maybe I view it a different way or how my view on X, Y, Z is different than the way that you, you think about that. And no one's, no one is right. No one is necessarily wrong in those decisions, but getting on the same page with, you know, how you handle certain situations is, is key. And I think in the beginning of our relationship, this was big. I think you really brought me onto your page of like, we're not going to be the jealous type. We're not going to be the controlling type. Like Max kind of pulled me out of like my toxic high school relationship experiences and like even watching movies and, and shows and thinking what like, that's the thing is on TV and cinema, the relationships we see displayed are so toxic. Like even in the notebook, like I'm saying never raise your voice. And he's like, what do you want, Allie? Like, just fucking tell me what you want. It's like, and that's like a great love story, but it's like, I would never want you to talk to me that way, you know? So I think you have to recognize that. But I think now in terms of being a married couple, I think one of the pages we've been getting on is like what our roles are going to be in this. That's been a big one. Unionship. You know, I've been very, I think, action oriented or I've I've been cautious of my actions showing you that this is going to be equal, that like I'm not going to fall into the role of booking your doctor's appointments and doing everything at home. And like just because I'm the woman and you're going to march home at 830 and like dinner served and you don't have to lift a finger around the house. Like I also work a full time job just because I'm the girl that's not happening. And it's funny because I know that that's something that even rubs some women the wrong way hearing. <laughs> well, it's funny because when you said find out our roles, I think what we found out is that we like don't have roles in many most aspects of our life of like, I'm not like the grocery guy and you're the, you know, errand person. Like we we do a pretty good job of 50-50. Obviously, it's not 50-50 across the board, but I felt that too of you making it a point of like, it's not going to be you getting the groceries every single time. And it's not I like Monday through Thursday is I'm not going to have like a home cooked meal. You're waiting for me. That's not reality. Not that it won't ever happen, well, you know, but it's a two way street. But it does hurt my heart in some ways because I want to take care of you. I want to be quote wifey. Like I know you have a lot going on and I want to, if I can call like that morning and book your dentist appointments, you can finally get your mouth guard. Like I'm happy to do it. But I don't want to fall into a pattern where like then you're expecting me to. And like you do so many things for me. But like you're never thinking, oh, I got to book this for Vic or oh, I got to make sure Vic, you know, takes a day to rest. Like I, I do think there are certain things like women do have that very nurturing energy. Like and I think we think that way. Men don't. Maybe it's the way that we're born. Maybe it's the society we live in, can, you know, trains us and conditions us to be that way. But like, it's like, I want to take care of you and I want to be your safe space, but I also don't want that to be the norm. And for me, I also realize like your career too, like you have a badass career and you, you know, you got a lot going on that it's, it would be naive for me to think that that traditional way of home cooked meal waiting for you and all the, everything around the house clean and that, that role that, oftentimes the woman gets put into like that's not real life for us because yeah. we to bring it full circle because we've got on the same page of the fact that you know it's not going to be my career or your career it's going to be our careers and i think you know it could be any certain thing you and your partner are dealing with but like it is so important to get on the same page about how you're going to talk to each other how your what your schedules are going to be like how you're going to communicate like you have to and you have to have conversations about that. And it can be it can take a while. It can take having the conversation three times to finally have the breakthrough of like, oh, OK, this is what you want or this is what you've been trying to say. That's what we had with the Chipotle in the fall. Remember the home cooked meals? We got in like a, a debate in the falls of you felt bad that, that you know, there we were continuing to go out and like, oh, I don't cook and I don't do that. And I was saying, babe, it's not realistic for us to cook every night in the falls. Both our ske schedules are crazy in the falls with work. Mm -hmm. Like, that's okay. Like, that's not the life that we chose to, you know, be off at five and, yeah. and, 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 you know, have the, mm -hmm. the pan hot. And I think at least one thing that's so key for our marriage is like, we just are on the same page or we work together on the same page, but I think if you and I open a book, like we're opening to pretty close page numbers, like maybe we're at different parts and we're working to get 
back to the same place, but like there's power in that. And that doesn't mean you have to be the same as your partner, but you do have to be able to like bend and make sacrifices and, you know, totally. all that stuff. This episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens every day because my husband, Max, introduced it to me. At first, I was like, what is this stuff? You know, Max, he does all his little weird things every day. And then he was like, babe, you have to try this. AG1 is life-changing. And I said, okay, well, I trust you with my life. So here we go. Now, what is this stuff? Well, with just one scoop of AG1, I get the nutrients and gut health support that helps my whole body thrive and covers my nutritional bases. It's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system and sleep support, sustained energy and so much more. And let me tell you, I am hooked. A day does not go by where I don't have my AG1. I prefer to drink it in the morning on an empty stomach. The other day, I think I had a busy morning and I like completely forgot I woke up late. I'm running out the door. I had a bagel on my way somewhere. And then I got home around noon and I just felt like nauseous. And I didn't have any vegetables or nutrients or any of that good stuff helping my body. So I was like, I need my AG1. So that was the first time I had a lunchtime AG1. And let me tell you, it hits just the same. So today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash realpod. That's athleticgreens.com slash realpod, all caps, realpod. Check it out today at athleticgreens.com slash realpod to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. The next one is ego is the enemy. Max, I'll let you kick this off because you're better at this than me. Great, uh, great read. I think just, and this was more so a thing in our first few years of dating is, especially when you get into arguments and the way things should be and beliefs and values, I think it's really easy to be like, I need to win this and it needs to be my way. Like sometimes winning, it's not a good thing, right? Like, the goal of an, when you get in an argument, the goal shouldn't be, oh, I, let me win. Let me beat my partner. It's no. How can we get a solution and move forward? And we, we've talked about this on a separate podcast of like, I'll lose every argument as long as we like find a solution that we can not get in that argument down the road. Like that's the goal, right? It's the cutest thing ever. Yeah. I'll lose every argument so we win. I'm no. crying in the club. It's, it's selfish though. It's not even, I'm not even trying but to do that. I, 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 I don't want to argue again. I actually like, joke with my, I'll joke with my friends because I'll be like, you know, so, like <laughs> the toxic part of me wants to like, you maybe you want to have an argument. Not really, but like, I'll be like, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, I'm sorry, that's on me. And I'm like, okay, well, great. Now what? It's over. Yeah, like when you apologize, yeah. like there's nowhere to go with it. And I also think the, the ego is enemy part two has to do with some of the career stuff too. Like we've talked about, you crush it. Like you do, like from a income standpoint, like you, you, you blow me out of the water. And I say that because we've talked about how like with some, some dynamics, some relationships that would, you know, hurt an ego. I think that's the biggest red flag for me. Ladies, if you are out there and you're with a man and he does not want you to be successful or he wants to be the breadwinner or he's insecure, run. I think that, isn't that not such a red flag for a guy? It makes no sense to me. I think it's it's so badass have, like when your wife is crushing it and it's a baller and and all that, or even if it's, it doesn't have to be a monetary thing, but has her own pursuits and her own hobbies and her right. own friends and her own life, screw the career stuff. That's, a, that's one lane, but there are other lanes like that. Any guy that gets jealous over the opportunities that you have in life whether it's business pleasure whatever like that's that's ridiculous because it only hurts you when your wife's out there doing stuff having fun you know you know like working off of other people having relationships like you reap the benefits of that as well yeah no it's so it's so true and it's funny because i was thinking with ego as the enemy like it's the saying i'm sorry saying i fucked up saying i'm wrong but you're right. There's like personal ego people can have in relationships where they want to be the more popular one or they want to be the more successful one or they want to be the one who you just can't be competing with your life partner. It's come up a few times with some of your social media influencer friends of that are single of like, oh, I wonder why, you know, like, oh, if they go into a bar, maybe guys are intimidated. Like to me, yeah. that's crazy. That should yeah. be a huge turn on, right? Of like, <laughs> yo, this person's built XYZ brand. 
like that's so badass. Yeah. And I know that's just me and whatnot, but I think, and for any guys listening, if that, you know, rubs you the wrong way, that's a red flag on yourself that you gotta, you gotta check out. I agree. Can I share the one a week example? Cause I think that's a recent example of a time use that I'm sorry to me. Yeah. So, well, actually, should you describe the one a week? Thing? I was going to say, why are you asking me perf- permission? It makes it's kind of a bad look on 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 you. I don't, but but <laughs> I think it's fine because it's it's a re- when I told you how that made me feel, you said you said sorry and you adjusted immediately. Can I give the That's example part of or just the, uh, yeah, give the example. Well, no, can you just hence the term one a week? It happens every week, so we we got we got we got the, a few. The no. long story short, <laughs> Max has this theory that one one time a week I do something dumb. Yeah, right. just like dumb, just dumb guys. Like, like what? Like, like what are we doing? It's here? not even. There's. I mean, I can't tell the most embarrassing. one. I make a fluke. You're, What's the most embarrassing one? I don't care. You don't care. What's the most embarrassing one? Oh no, we can't say that. See exactly. <laughs> See exactly. People just just okay. just, just bookmark that. Okay. Basically, what happens? Vic does something that's like, bro, you really either forgot about that, didn't do that. You know, we're, we're forgetting. Or like, over I won't this. book a return flight, or I'll go to the grocery store and forget. Like, I'll make, I'll get everything for a chicken dish, but the chicken. Like, was, oh. at first it was funny and it was cute. And Max was like, oh my God, you do something like this once a week. And then it was like this cute thing. I thought it was funny. And then he was like, one a week, one a week. And then it was my way to address how big of a problem this is. Okay. I coined the term so she didn't keep doing it and be like, oh, Ha ha ha, whatever, and move on. I'm like, no, this is a legit issue. Okay, so anyways, but then it got to a point where he would say, babe, one a week. And he'd hold his long ass <laughs> fucking knuckly finger at me and be like, one a week, babe, one a week. And I just started feeling like it was, I was just being berated and I felt yeah. like I was stupid and it like didn't make me feel good. And so, and then he did it in front of our friends and he was like, one a week. And it like, I just didn't feel good. And so then later I said to him, I was like, babe, I said, this whole one a week thing, like, I think it's gotten out of hand and it, it literally makes me feel stupid. It was bad ball by Brown. Or I guess we're no. both Brown by now. But <laughs> yeah, that was on me. I, You're right. I was like belittling you a little bit. Um, I know you had all the best intentions, but the point of the story is like Max in that moment was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I won't, I won't do it. Like, he wasn't like gaslighting me. You're so sensitive. It's just a joke. Like, what are you talking about? Like, no, I expressed to him, this is how it makes me feel. And he said immediately, okay, like I see that. I'm sorry. Like I won't do it, which is major. Like roles reversed, I would be defensive. I'd be like, you're so sensitive. Like it's a joke. Obviously, I think you're so smart. Like obviously, I risk blah, 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 blah. Like I extremely admire, and it's constantly the test of our relationship for me is can I be as good at Max as taking accountability for things? Where does that? come from though like why would you not be able to just be like oh wow i messed up i don't know what it is because i could tell okay. like you gave me a look in your eye and i was like oh yeah i'm in i'm, I'm wrong well like, back to hit back to the star signs i'm a taurus and i think we're supposed to be really like bullheaded and i i don't know what it is but i feel it in my in my bones like a when i know i'm wrong like it is so hard for me sometimes i think i, I do it i'm not i'm someone who i like to especially with people who matter the most to me I will find a way to do it. But like, I don't know. There's just something in me where it's like, it's just really hard for me to in a moment be like, you're right, I'm wrong. Like, it's really hard for me. I think even when I do it with you, I have to be like, I'm sorry. Like I have to do it in a cute voice. It's it's funny because you like lose credibility. I'm not trying to like rag on you and be like Mr. Almighty right now. But like by being able to say, oh, I'm wrong. This is on me. You gain credibility because the next time you don't say that and you Mm -hmm. dig in and say, no, I think I'm right here. Then you realize oh, wow, this kid's serious. Yeah, I know when I'm working on it and I actually think about it a lot. I think about it a lot with my mom. Hi, mom. She's listening. Because sometimes my mom, I feel like I have a lot of emotional patterning, which I love this word. You have emotional patterning with your family, which is like, for example, if you were hanging out with a stranger and they said, oh, like, are you sure you don't want to wear a jacket? It might be cold. You might be like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me grab my jacket or no, fine. But if like your mom says it like, oh, you want to grab a jacket? You're thinking in your head, I'm never good enough. She always hates my outfits. I can't do anything right. What am I going to be able to think for myself? Like you have that emotional patterning of like all the years of something that come through in a sentence. So I just think sometimes with my mom, like I'm it's ego. It's that mind that slips in of me. That's like so defiant for some reason that I I can't. And I always I'm like, I just say, oh, you're right. Like, I'm sorry I got worked up about that. There's it's no big deal. It's it's literally no big deal. And it's it's so hard for me to do that, but I'm working on it. Yeah, you're 
it's not like an issue. You're, I feel like you're, you're fine. I was more just curious. I was like, whoa, I didn't really care that yeah, much, I'm lady. Like, no, whatever, like <laughs> chill out, yeah. Um, okay, five is maintain your independence. Ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Or as Max says, we lead two separate lives. Because I feel like we are in the minority with this one. I feel like most couples our age that I view are, you know, they live, they live one conjoined life, which is not necessarily bad. I think our experience, I'll, I'll share it through a lens of we are mindful of really living kind of two separate lives and then bringing them together for then one mega life or whatever. And, yeah. and where that comes from is I think when it's one life all the time, you naturally fall into roles where one person's consistently leading and the other person's consistently being dragged. And I think it's easy, easier in that dynamic for the wants of the person to be of being that's, that's being dragged to get brushed under the rug. And I think you could grow resentment. Yep. Subcategory here is like, obviously, we have one life. Like we've committed to be married. And I think post-marriage, you really do feel this, to quote T. Swift here, you feel this invisible string. When I'm somewhere else, I, I feel like I have a tether to you. You're, you're literally my other half. And of course, I loved you dearly and I felt all these things about you before we got married. But like when you choose that day to profess your love to someone and like do it in front of the people that matter most to you and you say, I'm going to be with you forever and I'm going to honor you and I'm going to cherish you, like you feel different the next morning. Like you made a legit, if you care about your word, you made it, you made a legit promise. And so I think we have a great balance because we would never live in different states. We would never not live yeah, I'm together. I'm not living like, like a double life out here. But it's the idea that like you can schedule a Saturday night with your friends without checking in with me necessarily. Totally. Like if I make plans on the weekend with the girls, Max isn't going to be mad at me or he's going to be like, what? But I'm, I'm, but I have nothing to do or, but you didn't tell me and now I'm sitting at home alone. Like it's just, this is kind of extreme, but I literally booked a trip to Paris in, oh, yeah, a, that was ridiculous. in two months with my mom. And my mom's like, Max, are you here? We're going to Paris. And he was like, like no. <laughs> when did you go to Paris? I forgot to tell him. Yeah. So, so that's a little out of hand. I do not recommend that. Yeah. I, what? But we have, we do have a lot of freedom in like living our own lives. However, something else in par with this whole like differences being married is Max and I have this new thing we say, which is like priority one. And so P1. It's so cute. I love that you call me P1. Even though we have our separate friends and social lives and careers, and we do have that feeling of independence, at the end of the day, he's my priority and I'm his. And each of us have had a recent, not a test, but opportunity to really say, like, are you going to be my priority when it comes down to the big moments? And, you know, for Max, it was my brother's engagement party, and he had a really cool football opportunity come up that was the same day it was out of the state. And, you know, I was willing to have him call me and he explained the thing and I listened. But in my heart, I'm like, this is family. This is my brother. It's now your brother. This is a once in a lifetime party. And like, you need to be there. And, you know, he was like, he maybe wished I had a bit more flexibility for where what he wanted to do. But at the end of the day, you said to me, well, you're priority one. So if you want me to be there, I'm going to be there and it's going to be great. I think that's well said. And I don't know if that happens when we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Like if, if yeah. we were to just date, even a date in like five years, I don't know. You're right. That happens. I think, I think you're so right. If we were boyfriend, girlfriend, I think it's totally different. Now that we are husband and wife, it's, it's an X level thing. I think another example of this, when I had to reciprocate is, can I tell them? Yeah. Max got rookie of the year at Kennedy Wilson, his brokerage in LA, which is so exciting. Yeah, and as a result, there's this really cool trip that the executives and some of the business colleagues go on to Hawaii for the weekend with the wives. And Max told me about this. And it's the exact same weekend. I had a girl's trip booked with my high school friends, like flights booked and everything. Like we had booked this like literally seven months ago. And at first I was like, well, I have my flights booked and like I'm going on my girl's trip. And of course, in my heart of hearts, yeah, I'd rather be on my girl's trip in Miami than with people I don't know. But and even I was that way. I was like, oh, you got the girl's trip flights booked. Like if I was in your shoes, I'd be like, dude, I don't want to go to some business thing. Like, let me let me go to let me go to Miami with the girls. Yeah. But I actually called my mom to get her advice because I was like, here's the situation. 
And she, my mom said, and my mom gives great advice. She was like, honey, she was like, this is a really big deal for Max. He's worked really hard. He's had a career change. He's, he's got this award. You know, this could be a life-changing trip for the connections he could make, the colleagues, like the wives are going to be there. Like you're his wife. Like you can go on a girl's trip anytime. The girls aren't going to be mad at you. Like, like I think this sets the tone for your relationship of like, when are you going to show up for, for each other? And when is this instance going to be legit enough that we step out of the independent lives and we say, this is a merge moment, you know? Yeah. And it's funny you say set the tone because that's exactly what you said during my football thing too, in the engagement party. That was, that was the phrase we used a bunch of like setting the tone, setting the standard for like what's to come in the yeah. years to happen. I think this first year of being married has, you know, we've had two major examples of that thus far. We'll probably have another one in, in the months to come. And it's a good, we thought we were as serious as could be when we were boyfriend, girlfriend yeah. engaged, but it's tapped into a new level. I think so too, because if we were not married, I would for sure be going on the girl's trip. Yeah. But now it's Ugh. like, you're my husband, I'm your wife. And like, you need to come first and, you know, and, and I'm happy to do it too. You didn't come to the engagement party, dragging your feet, bummed, you missed that opportunity. I'm going to come to Hawaii, live it up. Like, I think we, you need to know the time and place to show up for your partner and I do think it sets the tone because I, I think that's like my brother's engagement party. Like you're, you're not not coming to that. Like there has to be certain things in life where it's like family is going to come first and we're going to set the precedent for like there's always going to be cool work opportunities. There's always going to be things in both of our careers. And at what point is it going to be? I'm always going to have I, every weekend I have a trip, but, you know, yeah, it yeah. is worth canceling to be there for you. I think it's well said. We have two last ones for you here that will wrap up quickly. Speak your needs. Point blank. You're good at this. We can keep this one fast. You cannot expect them to read your mind. I don't think we ever do mind reading. We never. I don't think we ever have arguments. It's funny because right? the first year we were dating, I feel like you, you know, you had your little games and stuff and your mind games. Wait, and that whatnot. was seven years I know, ago. I know. As I'm saying, though, and then now I feel like you're like, you champion the cause of like, you'll like sit me down and then like make sure I'm looking eye to eye and be like, babe. I need this. And it's, it'll be like something like kind of like, well, whatever. And I'm like, could, babe, I know. Can like, I give actually the food example? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we had for like five years, you never made any comments about what I was eating because in the beginning of the relationship, I expressed that that was really important to me. And then recently he had made like one kind of joke about something super lighthearted, but it really like, I was like, whoa, like that's uncharted territory. And then he made another joke similarly in the food category. And I had to literally say to you, babe, like you've made a few loose comments about what I'm eating and you just can't do that. They were not like malicious. No, no, no. I don't even remember. No, what what, they, one like, of them was one of them was just like I had Taco Bell for dinner and then the next night I had donuts and I was I was communicating to you. I said, I said, I don't know why, but I'm really feeling weird about ordering these donuts because I feel like you're going to judge me because I had Taco Bell last night. And you were like, babe, what? No, of course not. And then like you jokingly said like, but let's not have In-N-Out tomorrow. Like you were <laughs> kidding. But in my mind, yeah. I'm like, well, if I want In-N-Out tomorrow, I'm going to eat it. So it was like a lighthearted joke. You would have said that to anyone. It wasn't personal. But it's refreshing for me because you are very clear with those boundaries. There's no like wishy-washy or I'm unclear of what what's out of bounds and what's in bounds, which is good for me. Like I just don't go there. And you've done a good job of, of setting, setting that standard. You need to be able to talk and say how you feel. And I think we, we, we really make that important. And then number seven, our very, very last tip is dream together. <laughs> dream together. Yes. Max going to make fun of this. He said G he didn't like the title. Game plan together. Anyone can dream. Anyone can be like, oh, I want to live in the din, 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 din. No. It's not, in my opinion, it's not dreaming. It's saying, hey, here are the goals we want or here's what we want our life to look like. It doesn't even, I keep talking through like a bit, like a career lens. Just here's what we want our life to look like. I think from the first year we started dating, it was very clear. Maybe not exactly, you know, exactly where we'd live or exactly what we'd do or exactly how we'd spend our time, but the type of life and the, the values that we want to bring in every single day, that's a big one. The values, those have been either clearly communicated or our actions have backed that up where mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's one path. I can make, we can mention the comment about like two, two lives or whatnot, but in that regard, 
it is one path. We're pushing the same same direction. Yeah, we're working towards this same goal. You know, it's almost like we're on the same team and we go out in the day and we we are we're on our own little scavenger hunts, but then we come back and this is home base and we're both trying to find the same jewels, you know? Totally. And I think you do have to know like how many vacations do we want to go on in a year? Do we want a vacation? Do we want our kids to be able to go to any college they want or go to college in the state? Do we want to be a two-income household? Do we want to stay at home? Like you have to sit down. What kind of house do we want? Where do we want to live? Like how much time, you know, Max will make jokes about he would have been a great football coach. And I will simply say like, absolutely not. Like if you want to be with me, like I'm not, we, sports was our whole life. We missed every 4th of July, every Father's Day, every Mother's Day, every Christmas Eve, every Thanksgiving. I don't want that life anymore. And like, I, I mean, he, and he doesn't too. So he, he jokes, don't get me wrong. He's not, that's not like his dying passion. I'm keeping him from his dreams because that would go back into the other category of resentment, right? You have to find someone that you're aligned with. You're on the same page as, but like you have to communicate, like what kind of life do we want? I, you know what I've, we've even talked about, we don't want kids anytime soon, but sometimes we'll lay in bed at night and it's like eight 39. Well, not when we're laying in bed, but he gets home and then it's like 10 30. We're in bed and it's like, we had an hour together. Where the hell are we fitting in a child? Like we'll need to make changes, you know? Yeah. So it's, we're constantly talking about our life, our lifestyle, what's good about it, what we want to change about it, dreaming of where we want to go and then game planning, how we'll be, how we'll get there. Yeah. To get to a point where we're not surprised. I think that's the biggest thing too, is like, if you get to a point where it's like, how'd I get here? Right? Like how did things end up here? Well then that, yeah, sure. Life has surprises and whatnot, but then and it's probably a, a byproduct of you know, you ignoring You're those inevitable Max decisions. Max is so big on this. You, this is something that I haven't actually like verbalized. Max is so big on like, he believes anywhere anyone is in life, Max is like, yeah, well, if you look at ABCD, obviously this is where they are. Obviously they're there, good or bad. Like you're, I feel like- I just find it so funny, like especially like when you listen to like podcasts, which is what most people are gonna listen here. Like you hear people's stories and it's like, man, I did this and that. And then I blinked and I was here and it's like, I- didn't even realize what happened. I don't even know how I got here. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, come up for air. You can see exactly how you, how you got there because they, these are the daily habits that you were doing every single day. And I don't mean to be like a little hardo over here, but like, there's a lot of things in life you can't control that are going to come up uh, come up unexpectedly. There also are a lot of things that you can control and prepare for, and it might you know yeah. alter a little bit here or there, but with like big picture things of the type of life you want. You can game plan for those types of things. Yeah. No, I agree. The type of relationship you want. Mm -hmm. I thought this was really, really great, babe. We are out of time. A little sporadic, but thanks for having me on. No. Good. I thought this is not. You have a high bar for guests. The fact that I keep making the cut, I'll take it. You're my favorite guest. I don't know about that. (laughs) Okay. Dinner time. I'm hungry. Peace. Peace, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week seeing behind-the-scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.